Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Check us out on ESPN2, the ESPN app. Download the podcast on your smart speakers. Guys, Looks like uh, y'all might get some sun out there. It got, yo, Key, it was it's like warm. I went out last night for a second. I had to take the garbage out, but it was it was <laughs> seventy degrees. I had a light jacket on. I was hot. It's supposed to be like thirty five tomorrow. What is, see, that's why I, see, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> what is going on? Is this is this something because of climate change or something new, or or is this has it always been like this? It feels it's like not always been like this. It feels like we we have thirty degree shifts daily. Yeah, this is a real. Yeah, that's well, it. I mean that's y'all fault. Yeah, L.A. is low Sierra. 300 days of sunshine between 65 and Max 75 J. degrees. Nope, yeah. Toes are out. Yep, toes out. Pedicure. Did you get the pedicure? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got the toenail polish, didn't you? No. No, buff. <laughs> yeah, you got to buff it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yates says, put your feet fast. away. <laughs> put your feet away. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Russell Westbrook's wife took to social media to detail criticism and absurdly even death wishes her family has received. Could you imagine you to go to a game, dude bricks a bunch of shots, and then you send his family a death wish? What's wrong with you? Nina Westbrook tweeted, this is a quote, when I'm being harassed on a daily basis over basketball games and I'm having obscenities and death wishes for me and my family sent my way because you're expressing your truth, it's hard for me to get on board with that. I mean, no doubt, right? Like, that's an, uh, Nina Westbrook, it's an uncontroversial statement. She's obviously correct. That's one side of the Westbrook issue. Then there's the other part, and we touched on it briefly in the first hour of this show. Because, I mean, we could all just get together and be like, yes, that's right. You shouldn't do that to Westbrook's family. Duh. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But the other more <laughs> nuanced part to me, Key, I know it's funny, right? Like, does it have, even have to be said out loud? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Apparently it does nowadays. But it's Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, addressing another issue he has with the criticism he's gotten. And this is the interesting point to me because it's not so clear cut. Here is Russell Westbrook after the game at the Lakers press conference. I can no longer allow people, um, you know, for example, Westbrook to me is now shaming. Like it's shaming my name. It's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that means more, not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, uh, the ones um, that kind of paved the way for me. And, and that's just one example. I mean, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where um, – it's not great, man, and, and you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now time to put a stop to, to that and put it on notice. Like, there's a difference, and I, it, we need to make sure that it's understood, and every time I do hear it now, I will make sure that I address it and uh, make sure that I nip that in the butt. See, he's talking about Westbrook as his family name. I get that. I understand that. I mean, first of all, we could talk about the level of sensitivity to, the, to shaming, you know, like and and like safe spaces and stuff where you even see on college campuses, people don't even want their ideas challenged because, you know, it's overboard PC culture. And that's not good. 
um, you know, people can express them. But in this case, you know, at a sporting event, you're making fun of a guy's name because he's bricking shots, whatever. But he's making the point, Jay Key, that it's his last name, that family members have his last name. Now, look, if his first name had something in it that you could make fun of, like Brick, Brook, if his first name was Brook, they'd call him Brick, whatever his last name was. Just so happens his last name goes with Brick better, right? But how do you guys feel about the point he's making? Key, when you go at my last name, you're also going at my parents, my children, etc. I, I, I don't care about that, to be honest with you. And I wish Westbrook didn't uh, because your name is going to stay Westbrook. And your kids are always going to be Westbrook. And he's done an amazing job at raising his kids. I know, I've been knowing Westbrook since Westbrook was in junior high school. Okay? I have communication with him every now and then. I don't think he should be worrying about that. As long as there's no harm done, there's no threats done, the things that his wife talked about, you at a game, you're going to be called all sorts of stuff at games. There's no question about it. They're going to make, they're going to poke all type of fun at you. As I always say, don't put your damn hands on me. Don't throw nothing at me. We good. You can say what you want to say. We saw LeBron James the other night get into it with a, a fan on courtside because he was running his mouth at LeBron and talking about some things in LeBron's life. So you can say all those things all you want. Don't touch me. That's all I say. Mm-hmm. And don't throw anything at me because at that point, you're looking to get your ass beat. And yep. everything else is good. So <laughs> there's so much to unpack here. Number one, I love the way Brody plays the game. He plays with this relentless spirit that I think should be praised a lot more. But the interesting point for me is when you go through the history of Russell Westbrook and he says things when he was in Washington, D.C., a championship doesn't change my life. I'm happy. I was, I was a champion once I made it to the NBA. I grew up in the streets. I'm a champion. That's okay when you're in Washington to say that. But then when you start saying, hey, I have no expectations while you're on the Lakers team, Right When you start saying, yeah, if they boo, they could take their ass home. So when you're talking to fans that way, in a very one-directional tonality, now all of a sudden you're going to ask for sympathy from those same fans that you told take their ass home or that you don't have expectations and you're part of the Lakers organization who has won, what, six, 17 world championships, Key? So like, for me, there is a little bit less of a feeling of sorrow for him you know what's because crazy he's about talked that, to Jay? fans that way. Key, you know what's crazy about that? What Jay just said to me, and this really like advances my thinking about it. You remember when Kobe would say, "Playing the Lakers for the Lakers ain't for everybody." It's I not. always assumed it was for Russell Westbrook because Westbrook plays with so much pride, and I think that's what's hurting right now is his pride because the fans are the hometown fans are booing him. And by the way, there's a whole separate conversation. How much of that is just? Fans like guys who can shoot from the outside. Like if your shots are falling, they think you're good, and if your shots aren't falling, they don't like you as much. Ain't nothing right? fall, and nothing, nothing is falling. For Nothing's Westbrook falling right for him, now. Right. And so, but, but you, Q, what about that? But what about the fact that Kobe said playing for the Lakers ain't for everyone? Didn't you always assume it was for Westbrook? If he's talking like this, maybe it's not. It, it might not be. It may. It may. It may not be because he's at a place where his game did not move from D.C. to L.A., and he's struggling right now. And when you struggle, 
you feel the pressure. You can see it on his face. No matter what he says at the press conference and at the podium about how he feels about a situation, you certainly can look at him and tell that he's frustrated, it doesn't feel good. And then on top of that, like you said, Max, hometown, right? Mm. UCLA, Luzinger High School. Uh, now he's at the Lakers at a dream that he's always wanted to be in Staples Center, a crypto arena now. He always, you know, he grew up there. He grew up not too far from the Great Western Farm back in the day. So I, I certainly understand his feelings and where he's coming from, but he can't let that bother him. Agreed. You cannot. But Keith, this, you is cannot. A, this is a combination of a Lakers effect additive with a LeBron James effect. You ready for this? When Russell Westbrook says, I can no longer accept that, this isn't the first time people have called Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. This has happened a lot of times throughout the course of his career. But this is the first time that we are paying attention to what Russell Westbrook does every game. When he was yeah. in OKC, we didn't pay attention to every, every game. When he was in Houston, with the exception of when they got to the Western Conference, right, uh, Playoffs. We didn't pay attention every game. We definitely didn't pay attention every game when he was in Washington, D.C. But now combine that with the Lakers and LeBron, championship contentions, we're paying attention to every game. And that, that pressure is something that Russell Westbrook has never felt his entire career. I think it was Stan Van Gundy who tweeted, Westbrook, if you look at the rates, the percentages and stuff, same. has been the same guy this year as he's always been. So maybe there is an increased scrutiny. Yes. And his pride, he's a very prideful player. You can see the energy and the pride he plays with is hurt right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Back to the big news from the NFL. And someone who believes Calvin Ridley's one-year suspension may have been lenient. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell suspended Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley through at least the 2022 season. Like everyone else, I'm kind of processing this because it's so unusual. It seems like it's ugly. It's not going to get any better anytime soon for Calvin Ridley. Will he be reinstated? And even if he is, do you want him back after what happened? These kind of mistakes you just don't make because you know the ins and outs. You know the do's and don'ts. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Graziano giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, Dan, we've been talking about Calvin Ridley this morning. Keyshawn, rules follower. This is very simple. (laughs) It's in the CBA. Don't do it. Jay and I feel, yep, okay, we get it. But this is really about not protecting the integrity of the NFL in this moment. It's about protecting the gambling, the integrity of gamblers in this moment. If he's trading on inside information, he's not betting against his team to win or anything. He's not on the field. The argument seems to be that, and 
that the league draws a bright line around gambling, which is more important than ever since they're in business with, you know, gambling's part of the business. And they want to say, if you come anywhere near that line, severe penalty. Where are you? What was your reaction to the suspension? I mean, look, I, I, think it's, I think it's cut and dried that in a professional sports league, you can't have the players betting on your games. I, I think that's very, very simple. I, I think that because if you start instituting any kind of gray area, then you have the potential for the appearance of impropriety, which is what you have to stay away from here. You can't have, oh, well, he was away from the team. Like, that, that's, it's not cool. So they drill it into these guys. You just heard Harry Douglas there talking about, like, that you, you know you can't do this. Like, this is, this is made very, very clear to you on, on multiple occasions. So you, you know it's wrong. But I, I think even, even as the league starts to blur the old lines with regard to gambling, I think this becomes sort of even more important, right? Because now you have look, – look at how he got caught, right? The way he got caught was they have this monitoring service that – yeah, like the, the app that he used reported suspicious activity because it was out of state when he did it. And the monitoring service tracks it back to his email address and alerts the league. Hey, one of your players is betting on the games. They have those safeguards in place for this exact reason because they don't want anyone out there to be thinking, well, maybe something fishy is going on with regard to the league I'm betting on, the bet I'm placing. They just want they just want to. Right. Know, but wait, again, wait, can you rewind right there, yeah. Dan? It's not in this case. I understand what you mean about draw the bright line yeah. so that the gray area is inside the line. So right. no one even gets near the gray area, right. right? Okay. But in fact, the integrity that we're talking about maintaining here, the game is the game of gambling. Right. Not the game of football in this case. In no. other words, in the case of Calvin Ridley, if he's trading on inside information, what people want to be is that the gambling is fair, not that the game is right. fair. But you're saying because he's not a participant in the games he's betting on, that nor is he, he betting against his he's team, he's unable to affect them in a yeah. way that would make them uh, the game dishonest or crooked. Uh, see, to me, again, I think you can't be talking about gray area here because I could push back and say, well, what if he's got a friend on the team and he said to the guy, hey, I got money on this, so maybe if you, you know, you want to, you know, fake a hamstring injury in the fourth quarter so you don't go over the total. But like, Dan, that kind of thing like, can happen. But it but, wasn't like, it wasn't big money. He had $1,500, like, on an eight-leg parlay. So, so what's the number then? Is there is there a limit? Like, can you say, oh, as long as he's not betting this much, it's okay for a player on the Atlanta Falcons to bet on NFL games? That's, that's my point is it's zero. Like, zero bet. You're making, don't do it. Key is smiling because, Key, this is when <laughs> rules following makes things very simple, right? No, I'm, I'm smiling because Jay keeps trying to – he keeps trying to go against it. Dan, who wasn't listening to our conversation earlier, is saying exactly the same thing that I said on top of that. It's plastered. At least it was when I played over the locker rooms. Everywhere in the locker rooms you go, in the facilities, it talked about gambling, talked about not placing bets. And you say, Max, what has nothing to do with the game? And, and Dan said, well, he could talk to a friend or whatever. What if it start off by having nothing to do with the game? And then all of a sudden, Kelvin Ridley is playing again, and he's placing bets then. Would you feel different then? Because you know how it goes, Max and Jay and Dan. You get away with it once. You get away with it twice. Oh, this is easy. Now right, all the, of a sudden, Jay, this is the slippery you're slope. betting on the teams that you're actually in the game playing with. Yeah, I just want to clarify my point. I'm not fighting back against you or Dan as saying, hey, the, the rule in place wasn't broken. I, 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 I understand I that the you. rule 
was broken. But this is almost like the same conversation that we have about athletes being paid to go to colleges. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, athletes have always been paid to go to colleges. Athletes have always bet on games. Athletes have had friends who are part of their crew no. who have bet on games. It happens every damn day. So, like, it goes – I don't think Calvin was smart with the way doing it, attaching it to your own email. But let's not act like this has always been going on. I have a on. question like, for you, Dan. I understand the slippery slope argument, uh-huh. the bright line slippery slope argument, right? That makes sense to me. I also understand um, the maintaining the integrity of the gambling, right? Okay, that makes sense to me. But the – so there's an ethical infr- – and by the way, it's stupid, right? It's not a smart thing to do. All those things are true. And the le- but the league, but the piece of behavior itself is not smart, and it is an ethical violation. It is not a moral infraction. He didn't do it. It's not like bad Calvin Ridley, right? People are like, oh, my God, Calvin Ridley. I, how do you feel about I mean, that? I don't think anybody said that. I mean, like, like the letter that Goodell sent to him, does not, is, it's not a, a scold letter, right? It even actually talks about how he admitted you know, it's, it's, it's a rule. He broke the rule, and there's a punishment. On well, it, the commissioner can decide what the punishment is, but it says in the in that in that in the gambling policy, violations will be met with severe punishment, up to and including banishment for life. So, like th- that's that's on the books. Like you understand, if you gamble on these games, you might never be allowed to play in one again. And so, yeah, I don't think it's a matter of bad Calvin. I think I think it's just a simple equation. The players in our professional sports league are not allowed to bet on our games. There's nothing prohibiting NFL players from betting on NBA games or college basketball games. There is, by the way, there is, if you're a non-player who's an employee of an NFL team, you're not allowed to bet on any sport at all. So they're trying to make these things very, very strict. But the, for, for the players, it's very, very clear. If you are employed by an NFL team, as he was at the time, even though he wasn't active, right? He's on non-football unless he's still under contract with the team. You cannot bet on NFL games. And, and, and it, my, it's, it's not a moral issue. It's a, it's a cut and dried, these are the rules, you broke Do you think the year suspension was warranted? I think that's not cut and dried. That's not cut and dried. Right. That's at the commissioner's discretion. But there's precedent, right? I mean, was the guy uh, five years ago, was it Josh Shaw with the Dolphins? I mean, th- that was a year, right? Like that, Arizona it, Cardinals. Right, how, Cardinals much did, how, much did he, how much did he gamble on? I don't, I don't, I don't know all the details. It was small. It wasn't, it wasn't big amounts. It was small amounts, Jay. But if you go back in the history in the National Football League, and you you mentioned it, Jay, right? You talked about gambling goes on; it's been going on in sports, whatever the case may be. If I if my mind serves me right, Dan Art Sleister, I think that was his name, uh, bet on sports at the time, and he actually went to jail, and he was an active NFL player. So I, I just. Listen, you know, this, this issue has Paul been Horning in sports. Yeah. The more serious the, the leagues take this issue more seriously than any other issue. Than any other issue. Right, because and going back to the Black Sox scandal, so-called, of 1919, the White Sox threw the World Series, yeah. and, and that's why they juiced the baseballs and everyone started hitting home runs after that because they needed to bring fans back. Mm. Like gambling, that's why there's a commissioner in Major League Baseball because, the, because they threw the World Series. <laughs> And that's the nightmare scenario, and that's what they want to guard against. Because what do you have left? If you can't, if, if people are buying tickets to see your games and there's reason for them to think the games are not honest, the games are not on the level, then what do you have as a sports league? You're not, you're not offering what you claim to be offering. Think about this. How many times during the season do we hear people yelling and screaming about 
officials, right? And, you know, are the officials in the pocket of such and such team, this kind of thing. This bothers people when, when it touches in, on that. This is the same thing, right? The league cannot have anyone out there thinking that the game is dishonest, that the game is well, fixed, that the game might not be Exactly, but, but Dan, as you're saying that, what's yeah. the number one reason? We we got to move on, but what's the number one reason people actually get mad at the officials? Because they lost to, a bet. It's it's more. <laughs> it's as much to pre- preserve the integrity of the gambling game, the secondary game, or, as it is to protect the integrity of the if actual. You're contest. betting on these games, and, and and you have reason to believe that you that, that there's something else working against you that that's fixed. Then you know, I I have a complaint. I want my money back. Yep. Our colleague Adam Schefter reported that multiple NFL teams reached out to the Falcons in recent weeks to inquire about trading for Ridley, (laughs) but the Falcons declined to enter into any talks um, out of uh, good faith. Beyond his suspension, what's Ridley's future looking like in the NFL? So he can apply for reinstatement next February, and if he were to be granted that, then the $11.1 million he was going to make this year becomes his salary for 2023. Difference is it wouldn't be guaranteed. The suspension voids the guarantee portion of it, so uh, the Falcons wouldn't have to keep him. So, look, he's still a young player. He's, he's been a great player, but, you know, it's not – I mean, he just sat out half a season for personal reasons that, that uh, I you know haven't necessarily been – Explained, which he does, it's not his responsibility to, but it you know, raises questions about what kind of player you're getting. And now he's going to be out another year. So, yeah, there's going to be some level of, of taint on him as a, just as a player, right, having, having missed a year and a half uh, that there wouldn't have been if that hadn't been the case. So I think he has a future in the league, but it's not going to be, he's not going to be as a desirable you know, a, a player to obtain as he would have been otherwise. Um, speaking of futures. Just because of the missed time. Sure. Not it, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of futures – let us be the first show to really break ground on this subject. And I, I need to ask you, um, the latest on Aaron Rodgers' future with the Packers. <laughs> I, I wanna, I'm going to be the one to throw that out Are there publicly and ask the question publicly. I've been waiting for somebody yes. to ask. No, look, I, I mean, today's, a, today's a, a significant day in this from the Packers' standpoint because 4 o'clock Eastern time today is the deadline for the franchise tag, and they have Devontae Adams. And, and the last time we heard from Aaron Rodgers – he hinted on McAfee's show that the Adams situation was a factor, right, among other factors. So by the end of the day, he'll have an answer on whether Adams is signed long-term, whether he's franchised, whether he's a free agent. The last, I, I, very unlikely, he's a free agent. So from there, he's really got to give them an answer by Sunday or Monday because that's when, you know, Monday is when the legal tampering and the legal tampering period starts. We're talking about, you know, the legalities and ethics and all that stuff. Legal tampering is a funny term. But... Um, He's pretty much going to have to give him an answer this week because otherwise they're not going to be able to make their plans. Legal tampering. Yeah, legal tampering. It's mm. pretty good. Yeah. The le- the you can bet on that, uh, Max. Yeah, it's not an oxymoron, but it's something yeah. close to it. Are you allowed to bet on that? You have inside information. You can, you can bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the fortunes made on the stock market, no one ever had inside information <laughs> no, there. ever. Um, but that's against the law, too. It is against right. the law. Yeah, and if, you get caught, you if you get caught, you need to be punished. In this right. case, it's at the discretion of the commissioner who clearly feels, in my view, he has to draw a bright line yes. around gambling because that's an ongoing business with the NFL now. They're in bed with them. That's how it goes. I mean, look, if you buy the idea that, like, well, players don't really realize that this is wrong in a, in a, in a time when gambling is more okay than ever, then – this should certainly alert them to the fact right. that it is, right? Part of this is sending a message to everybody yeah. else. Is it, Man, well, that was an expensive bet. 
Yeah. Yeah. You. When you say yeah. is it, it, it's wrong, it could potentially lead to behavior that is wrong. So right. we're going to call it um, so against gonna, the rules now. I don't know it, that the behavior we're just in a, keep it as far away from our game as wrong. possible. Okay. That is Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen, giving you all the latest. Finally, someone has publicly weighed in on Aaron Rodgers' future <laughs> in Green Bay, and it was Dan who did it. That took some Out guts. Time. Your turn to weigh in on Calvin Ridley. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell suspended Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley through at least the 2022 season. Like everyone else, I'm kind of processing this because it's so unusual. It seems like it's ugly. It's not going to get any better anytime soon for Calvin Ridley. Will he be reinstated? And even if he is, do you want him back after what happened? These kind of mistakes you just don't make because you know the ins and outs. You know the do's and don'ts. Keyshawn J. Will MX, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, Jay, you, you want to take some more calls on this Calvin Ridley situation? Why not? Why not? Dennis in Delaware. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, it's legal to wager. I know the CBA agreement, but if you're going to talk about integrity, I mean, you could go back to when the Eagles tanked against Washington uh, a year and a half ago to secure a better draft pick. You know, we all saw that when they opted out against a game-time field goal. Tug Peterson benches Jalen Hurts. I mean, that was real integrity issues right there. I mean, you got Wilbur Ross, uh, you know, integrity issues with Brian Flores, the tank games as well. What, what, what Calvin Ridley did obviously was a violation of the CBA. But, you know, like – like Jay said, it's the same thing with college kids getting paid. When I called not too long ago, you guys told me to stay off the weed when I said these guys shouldn't get paid, and you guys said they've been getting paid for years. So in this instance, I'm I'm taking that same side. I mean, NFL players have been wagering probably for years legally. If they don't affect the outcome of the game, they should have the freedom to do it. It's, you know something, you what, know, Dennis the, bring, what, 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 what you're talking about right now, Key? In life, I believe there's a stupid tax. I've done this before. <laughs> like I've had a, a parking pass to a garage and a thing, and then I misplaced the ticket, and then I pay the $20, and it turns out, oh, wait a minute, I had this pass. I, it, and I always think that my, my stupid tax just cost me 20 bucks. I just paid a $20 stupid tax. Calvin Ridley... Is in life there's a stupid tax like yeah. like it like morality and ethics aside, he's paying a stupid tax. You could do the same thing through your through your cousin, through your through your uncle, through your brother, through your mother. If you really if it if but, you want to have some but, fun and, and Max, put a parlay on your team to win, where you lose me at yeah. Why even do that? I, uh, sure, sure. I'm saying right, like it, right. It, 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 Why you, even do it? Sure, it says because don't. people do, but, why, because why? people do it. That's what I'm saying. And you trying to go around bending corners to be to out slick the league to gamble it, no, it i was responding clearly. to his point key where he said no, it goes no, on anyway it. you know no, what I, mean? I get it but that's the whole my whole point is why even do it yeah i'm with you why even do it if they say no just don't not worth it well i think i think uh something's wrong with jay's mic is it yeah something's wrong with jay's mic um but i think when you when you look at it though max for what it's worth it, look I don't think a year I, – I think a year is too long. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it could also lead to other things. Yeah, you know, you know what point. it's like, Key? Just, it's, like, it's like your kids, right? <clears throat> 
and we, you know, we all have multiple kids. Okay, like I got three girls, and and Key, you got four kids, and Jay, you got a couple kids right now, and and sometimes they're interacting with each other in a way, whatever. And you're like, look, the next person who says anything, right? Even if it's a kid who did it, you you <laughs> need to dad. draw a bright line. So that like because it starts to slip into a gray area and you're like, I don't even want it touching the gray area, Jay. So we're going to include the gray area where is this really bad? We're going to include that inside the line that you're not allowed to come into. You, do you, I get that? I, I, I do. I just think as we continue to progress, I, I think you need to look at certain rules and start amending them over time. It's like saying, hey, the Constitution was created back when it was created and we can't adapt to 2022. Mm-hmm. I, as you continue to take billions and billions of dollars from sports gambling websites and owners are becoming more entrenched in gambling now more than ever because it serves as additional revenue sources for their teams. But isn't that an argument to draw the bright line since it's going to be here to stay and you want to make sure that you protect that you're in other words in order to coexist with football and gambling legally you have to draw the bright line. Yeah and And I hate to do this expensive thing but it's like all right protect you're talking about protecting the integrity game. How about just protecting people? So, like, you have alcohol sponsorships, right? On a lot of planes, they serve a lot of alcohol on planes. On teams, plane, I remember some of our team planes, guys are coming up the plane hammered. Mm-hmm. Are you protecting the integrity of human life? But like they I, have, they, I, it's they have. a lot of other conversations where I don't want to take it, mm-hmm. but it goes in a lot of different directions where we just focus on this and, hey, we're Well, this is the conversation, the though, Jay. They amended the rule, the last CBA to this CBA. They amended it. That's Josh Shaw was part of – Josh Shaw bet on his own team with the Arizona Cardinals. They amended that rule from the last CBA to this CBA. Um, I, I think when you start talking about things like alcohol and getting on the planes and hammered and things of that nature, they also, uh, teams that I've been on, have instructed us not to drink on the planes. Our coaches would not allow We did it, but guess what? We also made sure to get car services and not drive home Drunk, right? I think that, that I think expanding the argument here, Jay, is not like what you're. It seems to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your argument is that that the NFL is coming down very hard to enforce a policy that is actually less important than other things that they don't come as hard down as hard on. Number one, that's in the NFL's judgment to make. It's their league, right? Understood. Number two. Um, that, that it may be a valid point. I used to frequently make the point that they choose to test for weed, right, back in the day, cannabis, but they had huge alcohol sponsorships, and all the independent studies said alcohol is comparable but actually a little worse. So why are you choosing? And people would counter with, well, it's illegal, but they, there's lots of stuff that's illegal that they don't test for. Why test for this, right? But that's in their judgment to do it. I understand. That's and why I said it goes outside the scope to a degree. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, but it's still an argument. But remember, though, but remember, though, once upon a time, cannabis was illegal. It was a problem. They've amended those rules as well since it has basically become legal pretty much in every single state. Right. So, Jay, do you agree or do, do you – have a long way to go before we get there. Do you agree that because for the very point you're making, hey, gambling's here, it's part of the game out in the open now, and it's kind of hypocritical for the league to come down. But the other way of looking at it, and I understand this, is no, because –
because gambling is here and out in the open and because there's a business partnership, they need to draw a very strict and bright line around it so that there's no gray area where now players can give you, the impression that the that game is Max compromised. Without having a harsh penalty of a year No, you have, to have a, you have to have a harsh I don't penalty. Think, I don't think you need to have a harsh penalty as far as a, a, a well, year. Well, how do you draw the bright line because if you I don't think have you a harsh can still, You can still do it like a five or six game expen- like, um, suspension while kind of creating more news around, hey, but this is moving forward. This is not going to be tolerated. I, this key, way. I mean, the truth is, Key, I agree with that. Like, if it's me, I'm not suspending him for a year. I understand how seriously they take it, but I'd have to look at, like, if he bet against his team to win, if it, something like that, yep, at least a year, right? Yeah, but uh, he it, didn't. It, but I, I'm going to say it one last time. It's in the CBA. Dan Graziano said the same thing. It's plastered everywhere. You know. You're not supposed to gamble, man. You know. So guess what? You are now the poster child for this behavior. It's simple. It's not that difficult. I, We're going. I, I, I think I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, then I want the league to draw bright lines around domestic violence and a lot of other things. Oh, well, so that's a separate. I, I, I can that's bring a whole. It, like I'm saying before, I can bring this into a really in-depth layer. Yep. Because it opens up a can of worms that I don't think the league wants to go into. Jay, businesses care about their bottom mm, line. I, I hear that. That's, that's about human lives, bottom lines, yep. too, though. So we, we I, Listen, that. listen. that's a whole other day worth of talking about you know, segments. Um, we're going to tell you about one NBA team, Jay. You shouldn't bet on oh. if you're playing a top six team in the league. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Philadelphia, for me, is probably the team to beat because you're talking about the most potent offensive combination in the league because they completely overwhelm you physically. Joel Embiid can get 30 sleepwalking. James Harden get 30 sleepwalking. We're about to see James Harden and Joel Embiid be the best pick-and-roll duo in the NBA. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst with us now, giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. What's going on, Tim? What's up? I'm good. What's up, Legs? Yeah. What's up is the Bulls have lost five in a row. What's down? Legs, I love, like, I, 
I love playing like fantasy GM in my own head. And I, I love I love teams who acquire available players. They're not too expensive. They just put it. And I like the way the Bulls put this thing together. I'm like, ooh, Lonzo Ball, Vucevic, that's as good as you could do for a non-unmovable guy, right? Ooh, I like the Caruso. And they just put it all together. They got a mid-range guy in DeRozan, a long-range guy in, in, in Zach Levine, both with bounce and hops. And what have you seen with the Bulls this year? You know, earlier this year, I was so hyped. On, on them. I really was. I was excited. And then something happened. The Nets came in. <laughs> Kyrie just got cleared. Just got cleared. It was one of his first games playing. And they went into Chicago. I don't know if you guys remember this game. It was a national TV game. And they hyped it up. And they got beat by 172 points. And then the next night at home, two nights Literally, later, yeah. Golden State beat them by 40 at home. Without Lonzo or Patrick Williams, no. right? Well, Patrick Williams, uh, I think Lonzo was playing. Lonzo was playing at the beginning Lonzo's of the playing. year. Oh, yeah. oh early no, in the season. This is earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah, I'm, yeah, saying, yeah. I'm yeah. saying. And for me, those was, were barometer games. And I kind of went, okay, play? okay, I kind of get yes. now. I kind of get now where, where we're at with this team. Now, having said that, I thought last night was another opportunity. Let, let's see. Let's see. And you know what? When you watch the bottom line is this. They don't have enough. They just don't have enough. As good as DeMar DeRozan has been this year, and he has been absolutely sensational, and Zach Levine is a really good player and a professional scorer in this league, they just do not Heat have enough. Heat, too. Heat did it to him, too. They're not on that level. They're not on that level with the other teams that I would label as legitimate contenders. And actually, Boston has now gotten themselves into that conversation. So I think there's five teams, and Chicago is just not in that category. In the East. Yes. So Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Boston. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Cleveland, if you want no, to. Miami. Miami, Miami. There you yeah. go. Five teams. Boston became the fifth. I had four for a long time. Boston, the way they're playing, you can't deny that they're now at least in that debate. I think Chicago, is just, they're just not in that category. So, Legs, uh, Max and I always try to go down this conversation line with Zach Levine. What is missing with Zach Levine? Like, when you watch his talent, it feels like he should be an all-star every damn year. Every year. MVP, given the talent. Trending towards that conversation. What is missing in your opinion? Two things, I think, for for me with Zach Levine. I I think one of the biggest ones is he doesn't have the escapability with his handle to win any matchup in front of him. Like, when you talk about the other elite players that can lead teams to titles, they have an unstoppable ability to score against anything that's in front of them, certainly, you know, in in a one-on-one situation. And the second thing... Vince Carter-ish. He doesn't have the ability to beat you with his playmaking. He's not going to beat you that way. Like, if you want to run double teams and get the ball to Zach Levine on a night, maybe tomorrow sitting, he's not going to pick you apart to the tune of 10, 12 assists where you're getting a bunch of threes, and now you go, okay, we have to adjust now to this, and now he goes and beats you as a scorer again. The elite guys, they're going to beat you that way too, typically. And if they're not going to beat you with their passing, the elite guys, they're going to be so dominant as a scorer, it doesn't matter. Because they're going to win any matchup. And that's the thing. He's close as a scorer to doing that. He just doesn't have the handle. And he's certainly not on that level as Man, a playmaker. I think that's right on. When you look at right him, no. When, when you look at him, could it be that with the guys missing in, in ball along with Caruso, and, and when you add them back into the mix, does his game change at all? Or will it still be the same? Like, no, listen, it's a good point because he goes back and he gets into his lane that he's comfortable, which is just as a finisher. And, and that's where he should be. But look, the, the bottom line with the Chicago Bulls, since January 1st, they are 1-11 against the top six teams in either league. 
You know, take both conferences. The teams that currently are not involved in the play-in, right? You're six or above. You're in a good spot. They're 1-11 against those teams. What's so interesting about that analysis, I think it's dead on, is Vince Carter was this way too. There are guys like Kobe who could create their own offense because of the handles too, right? And there are other guys that check a lot of boxes, but the bottom line is they can't create their own offense off the bounce the same way because their handles need to be 20% better or something. Maybe that's what it is with, with Levine, yeah. I mean, in their defense, to a degree... Vucevic wasn't playing last night. Now, I, don't, I still don't think Vucevic would have stopped Joel and B, but offensively, it would have been a different matchup for the Bulls other than Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I, I just look at, I look at what the other teams we, you just, we mentioned on the list that could potentially win the Eastern Conference. There's five teams. You just look at the versatility offensively. Okay, let me make the argument players. real quick. Let's say they're healthy. Lonzo's the point guard. You got Levine at the two who can shoot the three, shoot the free throw, and finish at the rim. You got the Rosen killer mid-range game. Uh, uh, Patrick Williams comes back for defense, rebounding everything else, and he's starting to develop offensively. Vucevic is a do-everything center at a very high level. You got Caruso off the bench. You got uh, Kobe, Kobe White. White. Like You got different pieces. What's their ceiling? You made me feel like I just sat at home for a PSA for the Chicago Bulls, right? It's like a campaign ad you just did, and my vote's still going somewhere else, right? Like sometimes you're just well, sitting on the ceiling? sofa, and that commercial comes on, and you watch the commercial, but you're like, I already know where I'm voting. Second round of the playoffs. Eastern Depending Conference on the matchup, yeah. they might not get out of the first round. I mean, think about the year that they had, and they might go home early. And look, part of it is because you got a team hovering down in the play-in right now in Brooklyn that potentially yeah. could get to the finals, and we won't know until we see that group all together. And will Kyrie ever get to play every night? That could be a team that ends up in the NBA Finals, and they're currently you know, several spots behind Chicago. So that's it's just those teams, to me, they're ceiling with their best players – DeRozan is an all-star. He's yeah. not Kevin Damn, Durant. He's not Embiid. He's not so. He's Leave not my Giannis. team alone, yeah. Key. Tim well, Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. No, I did it. Stop. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, As always, done. suns are starting to shine. How bright is the future for two NFL teams that have been dormant for years? That's next. ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.